Welcome back to another edition of your favorite podcast that nobody is listening to. I am your host, Zay Lethal. The name, of course, has been stolen by a professional wrestler that I like. But um, regardless, how's everybody doing out there? Um, I want to give a quick shout out to all of my all my fellow college students. You know, we back on the grind. We back on the we back on the hustle. We back on the struggle. And um, I just want to say, uh, get your shit done. You know what I mean? Focus, stay motivated. You know what I mean? I know it can be hard whether you um, whether you doing like uh, half and half, like like one of my friends was doing, or you doing um, all remote, which is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Just 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 keep your head up, keep your head on tight, cause it is rough. Like it is it is rough. And one of my one of my biggest um, I guess, uh, complaints, I guess, um, I guess I'd say is that, I mean, you go from high school to, uh, to now, I mean, I, I'm already in, I'm already of the, uh, of the belief that high school, or at least the high school I went to did, um, virtually nothing to prepare us for, uh, college. And then, you know, you couldn't, how can you prepare students for, um, for this, you know, where in a situation now where, yeah, you got someone like me, your first year college student, and you ain't even on campus. So you got to do all of the all of the financial aid shit. You got to uh, do all the shit for setting up your classes. You got to you got to buy all your books and stuff. You got to do all of that navigating all of that stuff on your own. And I don't want to say it can be deflating, but. I mean, I you, you know you definitely sit down, you know when you're when you're filling out all of those damn uh, all that damn paperwork, and 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 you start to get confused and you're like, well, how the fuck do I get to this? How do I get to that? Where's this? Where's that? And then you send an email and they're just like, oh, here's the link to this. And it's like, all right, but what do I do once I once once I'm there? And they're just like, well, here's the link to to get there, <laughs> and and then it's just like fuck off, but. Situations like that, it can have you sitting down and being like, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, is, 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 is this worth it? And it is, I think. You know, I um, I am fairly confident that um, that I am I am doing the right thing here. But that that's something I was um, that's nothing I've been thinking about. Like, you got people. Because I'm 19, so you got you, you got people my age and stuff, and you know, probably probably having the same thoughts I'm having, where you know you're just like, yo, am I am I on the right path? You know, am I is all of this student debt that I am accumulating, is it gonna be worth it in the end, or should I just cut my losses and only be like twenty thousand dollars in debt? But I just want to say, keep it keep keep moving. You know, cause I, at least with me, I, I, I like, um, I like being a college student. You know, it's not for everybody clearly, but I just, I prefer the spot I'm in now as opposed to just like, I'll give you a perfect example. If I like going from class to work it um, it, I don't know, it hits different. It's like. Like I'm like college is the priority, and I'm going to work to get this bread, but 
at the end of the day, especially right now, like this job ain't really it it, it ain't the be all end all because hopefully when I what 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 I'm going to college for that'll end up being the um be all end all. Honestly, I don't even I don't even I don't even know about that. So I'm like if I, I keep it a hundred, like this run this podcast up. Let that be the be all end all. But I just I feel like college isn't sharing a plan B for me. And I just I'm comfortable with that. Like I'm I'm I pr- I prefer the spot I'm in now where you know, I'm working towards making sure I've got a, a a good fallback plan with um with my degree. But at the same time trying to build shit for myself that I'm actually passionate about. And I think about it a lot. Like, if I wasn't in college right now and I was just going to work, you know, I'm not going to say where I work, but you know, if, if I was just going to stock shelves and shit every fucking day, like, I'd, I'd probably be in a deep, irreparable depression. Because it's just like, you know, because I already, like, and this is, this is something serious. Like, I already, like, I, from what I've seen on, on, on Twitter, and and social media as a whole, I feel like I'm not the only one experiencing this. And it's like, you feel like you're in a race with yourself, yet you're somehow losing. And I guess the only thing that remedies that feeling that I get, that that, that feeling, um, is, is college, honestly. Because I feel like I'm still, like I get a better sense of, productivity um and and like be, you know just being productive i get a better feeling and like a better sense of that um when i'm you know in the class or doing class work for one of my professors or whatever than when i'm at work stocking shelves and shit for the man like i don't that ain't that ain't the wave yo that ain't what i'm trying to do and i said like i'm only 19 and I feel like it's a bit early to be feeling, you know, like 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 I'm like I'm behind, but I feel like social media as a whole kind of just gives you that impression, you know, like you see you go on Instagram and you see, especially if you follow a bunch of content creators, like you see guys or gals, you know, um, posting like their fucking Louis Vuitton belts and their fucking Gucci, fucking. Pants <laughs> and and the fucking uh Birkin bags and shit, and you know you're sitting down and you're just like damn yo that's probably that's nice, like, I'm trying to get that, and uh, it it can have an effect on you. it can have an effect on how you feel as yourself or on how you feel about yourself as like your self worth and shit, cause like you know you see them like the content creators and influencers and people on Instagram and Twitter and shit like that and. A lot of them are like close to our age. Like, I mean, some of them like twenty one, twenty mid, early twenties, mid twenties, you know. And it kind of put like it puts the thought in your head where it's like, yo, if they could do that at that age, why aren't I doing that at that age? And those thoughts can make or 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 break somebody. And I'm just here to tell you, don't let it break you. Don't even let it get to you. Cause like I said, it like social media ain't nothing but a facade, anyway. Like I I I go on Twitter the most, because it is by far the funniest platform 
that there is. And, you know, you go on, like, I go on, I'll, I'll say like this, I'll give an example. Like, I'll go on Twitter and um, I'll see, I'm not going to say their name, really, because, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, the, the name isn't the point of the story. But, you know, I, I go on Twitter and I saw this this um, this content creator who's, I think, like, two, three years older than me. And posted a picture of, like, oh, you know, just, um, just, uh, purchased my first home or, like, living, like, some, some shit like that. And, you know, people, people responding to it, all of which are around my age and shit like that. You know, saying stuff like, oh, man, must be nice. And, oh, man, like, oh, you're so lucky. And, oh, I can only dream of getting stuff like that. And they immediately write it off as, like, something only that guy was able to do it. Like, like I feel like, like, I feel like to, to, to people that aren't content creators or actors or, you know, just celebrities as a whole, or I'll say influencers as a whole, I feel like a, there's kind of, like, this underlying sentiment where it's, or this underlying feeling where it's just, like, like it's kind of just like yo, like they they make these niggas in a lab somewhere. Like they don't like a regular dude just doesn't like pick up a camera and become PewDiePie, you know. But I I genuinely think that um I I genuinely I I think the opposite, and I'm not saying that 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 thought like that's unique to me. Like there's you know clearly plenty of people that get inspired by influencers and see what they're doing as something that they can do as opposed to seeing it as something that you know they can't do it's like um (laughs) to paraphrase my friends danny trejo and once upon a time in mexico man you know are you an american or an american (laughs) i'm an american like, that's not what he said, but you no know, paraphrase, paraphrasing. Um, but like I said, like I think social media as a whole can just be um, like even when people aren't using it like for that specific reason, there's still like underlying toxicity to social media for the simple fact that everything is like um, everything. It, it almost always comes down to like seeing some seeing what somebody else has and either shitting on them for it or like sucking their dick and like gassing the fuck out of them and like ride or die till the wheels fall off. And, you know, people get co- so caught up and what honestly to me is just like not even I wouldn't even say like a secondary world because like. I don't even put that much importance into it, I guess. Like, yeah, social media is clearly important because so many, you know, messages and, you know, fuck. So many messages and, um, like, people, I'll say, like, people use social media, important people use social media to get their messages across and connect with people. And that's, the optimist in me says that's why it's still here and that that's why 
That's why it's such a great thing. But then the pessimist in me is just like, yeah, but you go on Twitter and it's just a war zone constantly. Like even if you're in a community, if you if you find yourself part of a community that isn't really, you know, uh, on the more rambunctious or like rowdy side, you still run the the risk of 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 um like saying like saying the wrong thing and having like a fan base attack you. Like, I this dude this dude say yo i haven't really been crazy about a beyonce song since um love on top you thought he called her a nigger or something the way they came after him (laughs) it was oh you're just fucking irrelevant you're just mad because she's got you don't even have a percentage of the money and the value that she has you fucking cuck (laughs) i'm just like yo a platform like a thing that is literally for sharing opinions is the is the number one place to get shit on for sharing your opinion and that that alone especially when you think about the fact that you'll like there is a 99.99% chance that you'll never meet these people in your life you know anything nothing they say has any bearing on anything you do in the real tangible world and because of that, like that double-edged concept, it's like, on one hand, you cannot feed into it and just look at it for what it is. And on the other hand, you can feed into it because of the fact that you don't think that you'll ever see them again. And that's why I think people say such horrific shit. And not even say see them again, uh, excuse me, say, uh, won't see them ever. And that's why people say such like horrific... It's almost cliche at this point to say like, oh, you know, people on social media say things that they wouldn't say in person because social media makes people comfortable with saying things that would get them punched in the mouth in person. And like, yeah, but that's what that's what it is like that, that. That's it's the truth. And because of that fact, it's a situation now where. It is honestly just like. It's different with me because like what I want to do with my life kind of not revolves around it it like a, a decent chunk of it revolves around social media which is why I've I've um I've pretty much just like trained myself not I've I've pretty much yeah I've trained myself to become desensitized to the um the ways of the, of the keyboard warrior um I've had like I've had people come at me for for outrageous shit you know like I've 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 given my opinion on um I'll say like this, um, the IWC, like the internet wrestling community, um, I'd say like besides like the barbs and, um, and like Ariana Grande stands and like K-pop stands, not even K-pop stands. Cause really K-pop stands just get a bunch of hate, but I'll say like the barbs and like the Ariana Grande stands and then like the entirety of the IWC is just like the most toxic toxic fucking um a, a accumulation of of people on a single on a single space like ever like it's honestly absurd like you'll give your opinion on on like a, a specific wrestler or a show like I've given my opinions on on um on AEW on AEW Dynamite cuz 
I've said like you know this is this this in New Japan are the shows that I I I watch now. I don't I don't watch WWE. That shit is that shit is big time cornball. Um, I just watch like you know M- real combat sports like MMA, and in New Japan and AEW. And people go, oh you're an AEW shill. You're a New Japan mark. Oh you 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 just suck Kenny Omega's dick and you just ride Jay White's nuts. And I'm just like, bro, calm down. Like, it is, it was, I can assure you, it was never that serious. It really wasn't. It was, it was never that serious. But, that's why I tell people, man, like, especially, like, when when my friends tell me that they, they think about, like, getting into the whole, like, content creating thing, um, I, I tell them, like, yo, you gotta, you gotta genuinely, like, sit down and ask yourself, like, are you ready to be scrutinized viciously without remorse by people you've never even seen before and a lot of people say yeah but from from my personal experiences with people like and people my age because i do think that my generation and clearly like the generation before mine like the millennials and shit but i feel like gen z and up are gonna be the um they're going to be the entrepreneurs. They're going to be the ones that you look back on and be like, yo, they were the generation of, like, content creating. But um, I, 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 with, the, with, the, um, with the experience that I've had and the interactions that I've had with people in my um, generation and age group or whatever, um, I don't think that's... I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's really the case. Like, I'd say for every 10 people that you asked, um, you know, if you're going to be a content creator, like, are you, are you afraid of, of, of the, um, of the backlash and public opinions? If you ask 10 people that question, I'd say about maybe seven of them would, would, would put on the facade and be not and say, no, I'd say about three of them. And the numbers would vary clearly. This is just a hypothetical, but I'd say about seven, three of them would be like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really, um, I don't know if I could handle it, but truthfully, I think all 10 would have a problem with it. I really do. Cause like even, even me, like I had a problem with it at first and I'm not even, I'm, I'm nobody, <laughs> you know, uh, just getting, just getting attacked by random motherfuckers on Twitter. That shit is, that shit is rough. Like it, it was rough as hell at first. So that's why, like really the only way to get, the only way to get used to it and like get over it to me is just to um just throw yourself into the fire and deal with it but clearly that it's easier said than done because you know time and time again we've been given examples of of um the toxicity and horror of social media and the negativity just overwhelming people and getting the better of them yeah it sucks to see but I just, you know it. I I don't know how I I don't know how I went on like this twenty minute long tangent, but um, cause I I really just wanted to talk about UFC two fifty seven, <laughs> but this was this was important to talk about because, you know, God willing, you know, as as my time on on social media and podcasting grows, you know I um. It's pretty much inevitable that I'm going to deal with it. And anyone listening that wants to get into it, you know, it's pretty much inevitable that you're going to deal with it too. So, 
my biggest my biggest thing with that is if you're gonna be if you if you gonna get into the social media game, just have thick skin. You just gotta you just gotta have thick skin. But um, all right, UFC two fifty seven. Honestly, I'm excited because because I'm excited for two reasons. Clearly, I want to see whether McGregor, you know can stand up to uh, Destin Poirier, and I'll explain why I worded it that way in a minute. And I want to see how Michael Chandler does against Dan Hooker. But um, to give my immediate reaction to this card and some of the stuff, um, I think think Michael Chandler is going to take it, and I think Destin Poirier is going to take it. Here's why. Now, as far as... um, Michael Chandler goes. I'm not too familiar with him. You know, I I'm a, I'm a big MMA fan. I don't I don't just watch um UFC or anything like that. You know, I'm um when I first got into watching um MMA and stuff, yeah, it was only UFC. Then I discovered Pride, you know, Bellator, which I'm pretty sure that's um as I pull up the old the old laptop. I'm pretty sure that's um that's where he came from. Um let's see. Um yeah. Twenty one and f- with a record of twenty one and five. He um so I'm assuming this is his um Is this his UFC debut? I have no idea. yo, I see Ignorant as fuck. Over here talking about... <laughs> over here talking about this man. I don't even know if this is UFC debut or not. Oh, no. It is. Um, yeah. Because his, um, his last fight was in August of 2020 at Bellator 243. Uh, he beat Benson Henderson. So, yeah, this is his UFC debut. Um, like I'm, I'm a, I'm not too familiar with um Michael Chandler, and I'm even less familiar with um with Dan Hooker, which is why I don't really wanna um, it's why I don't really wanna say too much, and and um you know just just kind of talk out of my ass, but looking at Michael Chandler's fight history, um. He beat Benson Henderson in the first in two minutes and nine seconds in the first round via punches. Uh, he beat Sydney Outlaw via punches uh, two minutes and fifty nine seconds into the uh, first round, and then he lost to Patricio Ferreira via punches a minute into the um, first round, then beat. Brent so he's good. Like he, like we're not saying he's not good. Clearly, but I gotta see what I gotta see what the homie Dan Hooker is all about now. And look, anyone, anyone with the last name Hooker has got to be slinging it. You know, <laughs> you know, and I mean slinging fists. But oh, Dan Hooker, yeah, he um, oh, his nickname is the Hangman. That's who he is. I huh. I was out of heard some stuff, but he um let's look. 
Let, let's look. Uh, oh, he lost via decision to Dustin Poirier in his last fight. But all right, look, see, he um, he beat Paul Felder. I don't know how the hell you say that, but Al LaQuinta. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. He beat he beat him at a uh, two forty three. James Vick. He lost to Edson Bar- Bar- Barboza, but he's beaten Gilbert Burns. Um. This could go either way. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, just based on what I'm saying, because right, here's what I wanted to see: his career statistics. Um. So, he so significant strikes landed per minute four point nine eight. Uh, striking accuracy forty eight percent. Submission average zero point three. Takedown defense seventy nine percent. Takedown accuracy thirty four percent. Takedown average zero point one. So. This, like this could go either way. Like it, it could. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say. Oh yeah, Michael Chandler is gonna win, and I don't want to say. Oh, Dan Hooker is gonna win. Cause honestly, I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. All I can say, like all I can say right now, is, I'm assuming it's gonna be a good fight. Like, as of right now, like I have, I see no reason to 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 believe otherwise. Um. But that's not the fight I'm I'm excited for the most clearly. I mean everybody everybody watching this is clearly like most excited to see whether whether the notorious one is still is still as good as he says he is. Whether uh, Mystic Mac is a thing of the past or as ever so present as he was before. Now I can see I can see why people think Conor McGregor is gonna win. Like I I can see I can see the argument for it, really. But my biggest my biggest rebuttal is this. This is a long time ago. It was, it was a little while ago. Last time, um, the last time those two men uh, squared off in the octagon, and in the time that has gone by between, um, you know, in the time that's gone since their fight, Dustin Poirier is a different man. Like he he's a completely different man let alone fighter and i don't i just don't i don't know i don't see him get i don't see him getting um getting put away you know again i don't i don't see him i don't i don't i don't really want to say embarrassed but i don't like i don't i don't see i don't see dustin poirier allowing it to happen again i'll say that like i don't i don't see him allowing Allowing the decision to go the um not decision but you get what I'm saying motherfucker like I don't see him allowing the um the results of the fight to be the same I just don't I feel like I feel like there's too much going into it this go around like there's there's a lot more because like they said during the um the the conference yesterday like it's obvious that whoever's whoever wins this fight is looking for a belt and I just. Like it'd be it'd be something if Conor McGregor won, and then went straight and then went on to fucking, to uh to become champion again or you know at the very least fight for the championship again. But my biggest thing is I just I don't know like he hasn't he hasn't been fighting as regularly as he was before like that that just goes without saying I don't think anyone can can really take offense to what I just said you know, after the um. After that Mystic Mac versus McGregor money, he pretty much was. I mean, I mean, fuck. After that, after that Mystic Mac versus um 
versus Mayweather money, he pretty much was like, I don't, I don't need to fight again. Like, I'll fight when I want to. And, you know, all more power to him. You know, that's all well and good. But Dustin Poirier's been out there. He's he been out there in the trenches. He's he been out there in the, in the field. He's he been getting down and dirty. And that's not to say Conor McGregor hasn't been training. And that's not to say he's, you know, still not one of the best. But, I don't know. Like, as someone who likes to call himself an expert without having any expertise, you know, allow me to educate you on how a fighter, how a fighter's career goes. But my biggest thing is, and in, in, in all the time that I've, I've been a fan of UFC, I've seen, I've seen it happen to, to all of them, you know, you take a break, or you, you know, take a long leave of absence or not fighting as, as consistently as they were before. And it shows. And I'm like I said, I'm not. I could see it. I could see it going either way because McGregor is McGregor. But this is just this is just my gut feeling on this. And I don't know. Like I saw it. Like and it, it's a different. It's different. Clearly, it's a different thing. But like it happened. Like my favorite fighter of all time, the Iceman, Chuck Liddell. You know, he it was a situation with him where. You know, he he stayed a bit longer than maybe he should have. And it was like once that chin was gone, you know, it just wasn't the same. And I say that now trying to find the correlation between the two and like why I even brought that up. But it's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's one of those things where like I've seen fighters go into their prime and like leave their prime and the difference in in performance and you know clearly the difference in performance but you know the difference in performance in the ring the difference in you know the results of their fights you know it's it's very real and that's why i feel like with mcgregor not fighting as consistently as he was like yeah he just had the cowboy fight but you know how long had he gone without fighting since before that like, since the khabib fight i'm you know so I don't know. Like I, like I said, I, like I keep saying, I can see it going either way. I, I really can. But I'd be lying if I told you I thought Connor was going to win. Yeah, but regardless, I think it'll be an entertaining fight. And I believe that those who pay their hard-earned money to to witness a fight will witness a fight. But I don't know, man. I just... Something about Poye this this go around. Like I'm I'm not sleeping on him. I'm not. But as far as like what's the rest of the card? Cause I I figured like I I should I should talk about the whole card, not just the two fights that I care about. But I mean like, come on now. Like like let, let, let's look at the card. All right, UFC app. I mean, website, whatever. All right. So I already talked about main event and the co-main event. Um, Jessica I and Joanne Calderwood. Jessica I, like I, like I don't, like I don't want to write the, I don't want to write Joanne off or Joan. I believe it's Joanne. I don't, I don't want to write her off, but Jessica I. Like, come on now. Come on now. Um, Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Rebus, Andrew Sanchez and. Mahmoud Muradov. 
I apologize. Um, yeah, I'm not even gonna. I don't. I don't know enough about those about those fighters to to really, um, to really gauge an opinion, or like to really give an opinion and like gauge how I think the fights will go. Um, I just want to say like good luck to all of them. You know, all the fucking gladiators, <laughs> toughest people on the planet. But I, I'll, I'll end with this. I'll end with this. Um, so UFC said that, not said, but UFC is no longer testing for marijuana, like at all. And that's fire. My thing is, somebody owes Nick Diaz an apology now. Even though, like, from what, uh, from what, um, from my understanding... Like, that suspension had been dropped anyway, but, like, still. Like, come on now. Y'all know what y'all did. Y'all know exactly what y'all did. Smoking a little weed. Like, come on now. But, honestly, I don't... This is, like, it's a long long time coming. I'll say that. It is a long time coming. Because my thing is, like, you got... Let them smoke. You got guys going out there getting put in go-go platters and heel hooks and arm bars and kimuras and rear naked chokes and guillotines and neck cranks. And, you know, if you're a heavyweight, you got to worry about having to fight Francis and Ganu at some point and, you know, leg kicks and knee strikes and elbows. Let him smoke. If, you know, if it was up to me, Nate Diaz would be allowed to take down a fat blunt. During the post-fight press conference. Because if anyone should be allowed to, it is the toughest combat athletes on the planet. Bro, what the fuck do I know? I'm just a guy who watches TV. I'm just a guy who watches UFC and smokes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy who wrestled for a little bit. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know shit. But hopefully that's what this means. Like, if they're not testing for marijuana anymore, hopefully... You know, next time Nick Nick Diaz fights, hopefully, or like next time Nate Diaz fights, and just take down a take down a joint, in the fucking, in the in the fucking uh press conference space or whatever. You know, you know, smoke a king palm or you know if you got a cart, get you a TKO or something. But this like they got to They got to stop the charade, man. Like let, let them smoke. I'm, that's why I'm glad. I'm glad they. I'm glad they 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 chill with all of that and. They ain't testing for weed no more, cause like that's like, hey, what are you doing? Coping with the pain? How fucking dare you? I don't know, but to all my listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. To all my MMA fans, you know, please hit me up on social media, or like send voice memos or whatever you'd call them uh, through Anchor, and um, give your predictions on the uh, card because I'm, ugh, I am gonna be doing um. Like a post, a postcard, post fight, fucking podcast, whatever, with with a few people if I can if I can get them on at the same time, because um, I I like talking about MMA, you know I like talking about my favorite sport, but my biggest thing right now, you know, is making sure y'all tune in every Monday and Friday, at seven thirty in the morning, even though this did not come out at seven thirty in the morning. You know, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Pocket Cast, Radio Public. And please, 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 don't forget Podbean. Don't forget the bean. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like I said, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday. Check us out on all of the podcast providing platforms. And follow me on Twitter, at ZayLethal. Follow the podcast, at Intelligent.Ignorance, on Instagram. And remember, life is short. Don't get sucked into t- social media toxicity. I really wanted to say that a lot cleaner, but I didn't. Fuck it. The message still stands. Deuces.